The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If I stick to my game plan, I will win the fight. If I don't get thrown off in any way and I stick to what I know is going to work, then I'm going to win the fight. You feel the best you ever felt. Last week where I said, man, I can fight tomorrow if I have to. And then it's all just like taken out of your hands. And there's really nothing you could really do about it. So it's just like heartbreaking. I got to transform, man. You know, I've been waiting to do this, man. I've been waiting to get off uh, ESPN. I've been waiting to get to the UFC, man. Now I'm here, man. It's like they just activated some superpowers or something. This is it. The week that all the hard work, all the game planning, all the sparring, and all the blood, sweat, and yes, maybe even tears have been building towards... It's fight week. Every fighter believes this is their week, that they will land the shot or the submission that will live in the highlight reels forever. But as the lights go down and the walkout music comes up, the reality of it is this. It's you or your opponent. There can only be one winner. Only one fighter gets their hand raised. It is now or never for making your dreams come true. This is what being a fighter is all about. Oh my goodness. Look at this left hand. Welcome back to Inside UFC Training Camp. I'm Forrest Griffin, and on this episode, we're going to dive into all the emotions, final preparation, and strategy that is a UFC fight week. It wouldn't be 2020 if we didn't have a giant curveball thrown at us in our last week. Unfortunately, Bilal Muhammad won't be making it to Vegas for fight week. He woke up Monday morning not feeling well, went, got checked out, and sure enough, tested positive for coronavirus. So his fight with Diego Lima is off. If it was one of those where I just didn't feel symptoms, like I wouldn't believe it, but like I just feel like I feel like trash. Literally woke up like at 4 a.m. just like shivering, shaking. And I'm like, what the fudge is going on? Like, like I was like freezing. So then I went and put a hoodie on and then I just couldn't stop shaking. You thought you're doing all the right stuff and then you, like you're hoping, all right, Whatever happens after this week, I don't care. Like, let me get COVID next week, I don't care, whatever. But it literally happened at the worst possible time ever. And it's like, I went through like a full eight week camp. And then it's like, just heartbreaking, just cause you can't get that prize at the end of it. Like the prize is the fight. Like that's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most. Bilal has never pulled out of a fight before. So coming to terms with that is something he's struggling with. Like, if it wasn't COVID, like, I would still be fighting this weekend. Like, I wouldn't care. But it's like, COVID, they're going to send you home anyway. And it's like one of those where it's like, just mentally for me, I don't want to, like, you kind of feel soft. Or it's like, oh, you're pulling out of a fight. Like, that's just not what I do. So it's like, 
for me, I got I got to like just mentally get through it just because it's just hard. Just cause I, I literally felt like the best. Literally, you feel the best you ever felt last week where I said, man, I can fight tomorrow if I have to. And then it's all just like taken out of your hands and there's really nothing you could really do about it. So it's just like heartbreaking. Obviously, this sucks for Bilal. He was in a great position to keep rising up the ranks and had a favorable matchup. Hopefully, Bilal gets well soon and can get on a card at the start of next year. We've also been following Jeff Neal and Chaos Williams on their journey. They both have huge tests coming their way this Saturday. How they handle those tests will determine the next chapter of their careers and, yes, even their lives. For Jeff, he's a headliner in the UFC now. He gets an opportunity to face an established UFC star in Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Jeff knows this fight is a chance for him to elevate his career to a new level. He's got a chance to become a household name. When I win the fight, uh, I'll be like, what, number five? Like, you know what I mean? I'll probably take his spot. You know, I, I beat a two-time title title challenger, you know what I mean? So that that will that will bring up my stock a lot, you know what I mean? Especially if I finish him. If I finish him, that will really bring my stock up. And he's a super tough guy. He's a veteran. You know what I mean? He's the best striker in the division. So, like, a win, a finish will literally change my life. Chaos Williams has set the UFC world on fire in his first two appearances in the Octagon. Two knockouts, both inside of 30 seconds. But a win over Michelle Pereira would put the UFC on notice. It's really nothing to prove, you know. I'm, I'm here to stay, man. That's really, that's, if I had anything to prove, that's really what I'm here to prove, is that, that I'm here to stay and that the welterweight division got a new up-and-coming superstar. But there's still one last week of training camp. What are these fighters doing the last few days to get ready mentally and physically? These last few hours are as important as any other in the entire fight prep. So these fighters aren't looking too far ahead. What is fight week really like? You're about to find out. This is Inside UFC Training Camp. In the final week of camp, you know your strategy and, of course, your game plan. You're already in shape, and hopefully your weight is where you want it, within striking distance. But the work isn't over. You get in your last hard sparring session, drill down on your game plan, and as I said, most importantly, you make sure your weight is on point. I'm going to put on my Performance Institute hat here and say simply this. At this point in camp, you should be tapering down. You should be letting your body relax. You should know the money's in the bank. Your dues are paid in cash. You should start to let your body rest and recover. Jeff told us in our last episode that he had one more sparring session left. As he put it, God willing, he has one more sparring session left. And that would be the last one of camp. Jeff, tell us how that went. I'm feeling great, you know, uh, did uh, my last hard rounds on a uh, Tuesday. Did about uh, eight or so. I don't keep track anymore. I just do them. But uh, my coach, uh, my coach is confident. I'm confident in uh, everything that we put in. You know, uh, and I, I feel great. Like you know, I mean, cardio's there. Uh, usually at the end of the camp, I'm like banged up and feeling tired. But I'm my coach shut me down and told me like no more like super hard days. And I'm like I I can do hard days all the way to the fight. So this is this has been a great camp. I mentioned in the last episode that I thought having only two weeks to think about being in his first main event might be beneficial for Jeff. That way, the moment won't get too big. Jeff, have you allowed that to sink in? 
I can't say how it feels to be in the main event until I fight in the main event. You know, like right now I'm just super focused on the fight. You know what I mean? Because that's what it really comes down to. Everything else really doesn't matter. If you once you peel apart all the pieces and really look at it, I'm still in a cage with another grown man. And that's what it. That's what it is. It's just cool to be a main event in the UFC. That's that's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> One thing about being in the main event is the promos. All of a sudden, you see yourself in a lot of promos. Like on Saturday, at UFC 256, the broadcast reminded us just a couple hundred times that Jeff and Wonderboy are the main event on Saturday. I think I can go out there and break Jeff. Not just physically, but mentally. With my style, it's very difficult to prepare for. I'm ready to step back out there and show the fans of the UFC that I can still bang it out with the best. Come December 19th, you can see the best Steve Wonderboy Thompson. While Jeff did see some of the fights on Saturday, he didn't catch the promos. So I had to tell him what Wonderboy said. It was a bit awkward. What do you say? Well, I mean, I was surprised. Uh, you probably should just watch it for yourself, but he did say it would mentally break you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it surprised me. Okay. So, I mean. I'm, in, I'm, I'm intrigued to see him try that. Let's, let's, let's see. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's how I would take it, too. Like, you can yeah. say a lot of things. You can say you're going to beat me. You can say you're going to touch me up, but mentally break me. Oh, okay. All right. I hear you. Lying in the I've, sand. I've been, and especially, I haven't seen him mentally break anybody. But, I mean, that's he pieces people up, yeah, but I haven't seen yeah. him really put the pressure on somebody and break them. I'm, maybe he'll take me down and try to break me down. I don't know. That, that's interesting for him to say that. Yeah. That's, an uh, aggr- that's, that's some aggressive talk from Wonderboy. Okay. So there's your new promo. Chaos spent his final week in Michigan getting in some rounds with professional boxer and former WBC light middleweight champion and fellow Detroiter, Tony Harrison. You know, getting ready for this fight. You know, he's seen my last fight too. I always talk to him though. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a plan for me to go up there just to get it in with his, some of his guys. He got some like world-class guys up here. All the boxing stuff, the dude you're fighting is, you know, kind of a wild guy. Have you, is there anything you do or any looks you get from people to, to kind of replicate the craziness he does? My main thing is just staying focused, you know what I'm saying, staying composed mentally, you know, just not getting out of my element, going in yeah. there and doing me. Do the, you know, yeah, do the best. All it is and do all that, but I'm just going in there and being focused, and, uh, you know, just taking my time. It's not just the hard work Chaos puts in in the gym that leads to his success. He also has an incredibly strong mental game. Because after all he's been through, what's a few rounds in the octagon? There's been times where, you know, I could have been dead, like seriously, you know? So um, when, you go through, when you go through life situations like that, you know, that do something to you mentally, man. So, you know, I just remain humble, remain hungry. And, uh, you know, my mindset is different. You know, I've been through so much, man. Some people told me I should write a book, and I feel like one day, hey, I might need to because I've been through a lot. Training camp is often about building a routine, but everything changes once you get to Vegas for fight week, especially now with COVID thrown in the mix. When the guys arrive on Tuesday, they will immediately go into a 24-hour quarantine. They will have access to a small workout room. And when I say small, it's literally an eight-foot mat which gives them a chance to do some of the media obligations and various events you need to do to help the UFC promote your fight. Think about a fight camp. For 
six to 10 weeks, you do everything with a routine and a schedule, getting everything just right. And then the last five days, you travel to a new place on a different time zone and have crazy media obligations that you're totally unfamiliar with. Doesn't sound like a recipe to perform on your best in the fight. However, it's the ability to deal with that that makes champions. COVID has thrown a lot of fight week norms out the window, but luckily for Jeff, he already knows what to expect after he traveled with his teammate for his fight a few weeks ago. We're going to get out there on Tuesday. First thing we're going to do is take a COVID test and they're going to put us on quarantine for the whole day. Like you can't go anywhere yeah. like at all. Like you can go to the, they give you like a little workout room. Uh, so you have your hotel and then they have like another room next to your hotel room and they have like a little small ass mat in there and you can work out in there it has the portable sauna or whatever. And uh, I guess I'm gonna be doing that all day on Tuesday. And then uh Wednesday, I'm gonna set up an appointment, go to the PI, get a workout in there, go back to the hotel, probably get a workout at the hotel as well. And probably repeat the same thing on Thursday and then uh, cut weight. And that's it. <laughs> and then, you know, sprinkle in some interviews and stuff. Along yeah, the way. yeah, I haven't counted for that yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think fans understand. Like, you don't even have those yet. So it's kind of sometimes hard to build a schedule. It really is. I, I, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. I was like, oh, shit, I, gotta, I got media obligation. Chaos keeps his fight week similar to his regular training and similar to his life. Chaotic, but in a good way. Man, my schedule is unorthodox, man. Like, my schedule is unorthodox, man. I'll be going day by day, of course, with strength conditioning and rolling, you know, the, the, the striking, stuff like that. I do that. And it's just, with the timing is just all off, you know, when I might do it. Whenever I feel like doing it, I might do it, you know. Like, like after I get off this podcast, I'm going to go hit the gym, you know. But um, I was in the gym earlier. I'm going to go hit the I'm gonna go hit the gym, just lose a little bit more weight. Um and I might hit the gym at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning tonight. I don't know. But the, the main thing that is a routine about my schedule is before all my fights, I always listen to Jay-Z. I wake up listening to Jay-Z. And I've been doing that for years now, so. Sounds like Chaos is keeping to himself this fight week, which makes sense. Family and friends can play a big role in fight week, and it's not always a positive thing. For instance, I once had an actual friend call me from the airport on fight week and say, hey, Force, can you have one of your people pick me up? And I was like, who the hell do you think I am, Floyd Mayweather? I don't have people. Get a taxi. Those are my people. Bilal told us he expected his father to chime in during fight week because he always does, and with the same advice. My dad's usually calling me when I'm like literally getting my hands wrapped to give me his game plan. It's literally... <laughs> My dad's never fought or anything before in his life, but it's always, hey, hit him to the body. You got to go to the body. Every single one of my fights, that's, that's what his only uh, advice is. But it's your dad calling, so you have to answer. That may seem like simple advice, but according to one of Bilal's former opponents, Jeff Neal, it works. Yeah, he hit me into my body when I fought him. That shit hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, 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 took his dad, he took his dad's advice. All right. <laughs> Jeff had some advice for his family and friends. Stop asking him what time his fight is on. Learn to use the internet. It is on there somewhere. I hate that question. What time's your fight? Just Google it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, don't ask me what time's my fight, when you're fighting, what channel is going to be on. Chaos agrees with Jeff. 
he sounds ready to throw his phone out the window, which I wouldn't put past him. It's something that you hate to love, man. You got all these people blowing you up, but they don't, they don't, I know it's just genuine because they don't know what you're going through. You know what I mean? They don't, you know what I'm saying? So you, you know, like when you out here cutting weight and you just like tunnel vision, dialed in focus, you don't got time to be answering a hundred calls about people just like, man, what's up, man? Like, is you gonna win this fight? Or, man, of course I'm gonna win this fight, man. You just ask me something stupid like that, man. Or I'm about to bet this much on you, man. What you think you about to do? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm about to bet, I'm about to bet five, ten thousand dollars on you, man. Like, I'm gonna give you some free advice here. Just, you know, keep a list of it all. After you win, you can call them back the next week and they'll be cool with it. Training camp is all about putting yourself in the best possible position to win your fight. That extends up until the actual day of the fight. Fight nights can be tricky, and it's hard to manage your energy. Sometimes you have to remember that you're not fighting for three hours, which is something I never figured out, because once I showed up to the arena, no matter how far ahead the fight is, I was ready to go and beat pads up, beat anything up. By the time I got to the fight, I was definitely warmed up and sometimes a little tired. Every fighter attacks that final day a little differently. Fight night is a balancing act. You don't want to get too up and you definitely don't want to get too down. It took Bilal some time to find the right formula that worked for him. When I was an amateur, I, I used to sit there and punch the wall. So I think I needed to hype myself up, but I would be like, man, how come I don't feel good? And I literally punched the wall, uh, kicked the hole in the wall right before I was walking out. And like the guy walked to the bed, like, what the fudge, man? And then my coach was like, right, don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it after the, the fight. We'll fix it after the fight. But like, I was like, man, I need, what, why am I not hype? I need to do something to hype myself up. So I'm sitting there punching the wall, slapping the wall. You know, in wrestling, it was always that kid that would slap himself or slap the wall. And you're like, man, that kid's good. He's like from a good school and it'll get you nervous. Like, why is he doing that for? But uh, I'm sitting there just relaxed, chilling. But yeah, like fight night now, I'm starting to realize that I don't need to hide myself up. I don't need to go nuts. So it's more of a calm demeanor backstage. Jeff has found his routine. And as you may have guessed, he keeps fight day very calm and simple. It's pretty boring. I, I keep it super simple. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I'm not out meditating, doing some weird stuff, you know, just do the shake out, eat some food, go back to the room, chill, maybe watch TV, maybe play, maybe play my game and then take a nap until it's my time to get on that shuttle to go to the fight. We talked a lot on this show about Chaos's unorthodox schedule and his lack of regular sleep due to his crazy training hours. Why would fight night be any different? I'm so excited about it, man. I love it, man. I love it. I, it's never no nervous bone in my body, man. I just love it. You know, I just love it, man. I'll be so excited, man. It's like a kid on Christmas, man, for the fight. Like, I might get a few hours in, but hey, we got, hey, we about to open these presents tomorrow. Sleep is also a part of Chaos's routine when he gets to the fight, which, in a way, keeps him relaxed. When we got, like, if it's like two hours or something like that, maybe I'll take a little nap before the fight and I, I have my people waking me up like three three fights before that's what I always done you know like when I fought in China or like when I was fighting in Detroit I've always had like I told my people like I take a nap and I just tell them like wake me up for like a couple fights before but for this one yeah if I go straight in there listen to my music I just be relaxed move around stretch shadow box a little bit hit submit and you know get ready to go to war that's a really good like key insight into your mentality to be able to 
like lay down on the mats and just kind of sleep for a little bit. You know, I remember a story about Bo Jackson. He used to sleep before the games and they would wake him up. And they were like, that is that is one cool headed dude. Like everybody else is bouncing around. Me, I'd be around throwing stuff, smashing on stuff, hopping around because I'm, you know, anxious. Like, let's go, let's go. That's really cool that you can do that because you save your energy for when you need it. You know, I see that the guy's laying and sleeping on the mat. I think either this guy's been wrestling his whole life and is used to wrestling tournaments or that mm-hmm. that's a straight up assassin. He's like, he ain't worried about you. That's awesome. Before you can step into the octagon, you need to get there. That's where your walkout song comes in. For some, there's a deep, meaningful reason why they choose their song. For others, It's just a means to get them from point A to point B. Chaos's song resonates with him. I come out to Meek Mill, dreams and nightmares. I feel like what Meek Mill was talking about, it kind of, I kind of felt it more. So in the dreams and nightmares song, in that song, I I feel it. You know, so right before that fight, like every line that he's talking about, you know, I I can relate to it. And that's why I come out to it. And it it gave me hype. Jeff changed his song when he got to the UFC, from heavy metal to 50 Cent after he realized the hard rock was having the wrong effect on his mentality. But when I lost to Kevin Holland, he kind of like knocked some sense into me. Like, you know what I mean? Before that fight, I came out to some super heavy metal and then he came out to, it wasn't like chill music, but it was like music. It was feel good music for him, you know what I mean? And uh, he got in a cage and he was just like so relaxed. And then like, I'm across the cage, just like, I'm about to go kill this motherfucker. And he's just like, yeah, we just about to fight today. You know what I mean? And then uh, he won and I'm like, damn, I was like, I'm doing all this aggressive like for no reason like giving off all that energy for no reason and i still lost you know it's like i can be shit like he told me that you can be relaxed in the cage and still beat somebody up you know what i mean so uh that that's when i learned it's like there's no need for all the extra hype stuff you know just uh go out there and get the job done it's just it's just another fight it's nothing more than that Bilal is different from jeff and chaos he changes his walkout music before every fight Usually I like to switch it up a little bit. So for the start of my career, I'd like literally my first 10 fights, I was walking out to DMX, Rough Riders Anthem. Yeah, and yeah. Again, it got me hyped. So then uh, that was like my, my favorite song. Then I got my first loss in the UFC. I was like, fudge this song, man. I don't want a stupid song no more. So then it gets in your head. You're like, yeah, well, this song made me lose. I'm not gonna go back to it. So then you're like, all right, well, I'll switch it up. And then I switched it up and then I was like, you know, I, I don't like that song. Then I, I started switching up again. Then I started realizing in my head that like the song doesn't matter. It, like the song doesn't make you uh, win. And then now I feel like now it's like I'm good. That's why I like to switch it up every every fight now, where I like to show myself I don't need that superstition. I don't need that mindset that I need the song to to win this fight. So that's why I like switching it up every fight. The walk from the locker room to the holding point might be the most interesting walk of the night, and it's something no fans ever get to see. Listen to how Bilal describes what he's thinking in those moments. It's a shame he won't get the chance to experience it again on Saturday. Hopefully soon. Just trying to keep my mindset going. I'm usually like little light shadow boxing as I'm doing a little walk. You're going past all these people that are sitting there, you know, you get head nods from other fighters that are just leaving the cage. And then you're looking, you're seeing the guys that won, seeing the guys that lost. You see the look on the guys' faces that lost. And you're thinking to yourself, I don't want to have that look on my face. Um, then you get them awkward ones where the people you don't know are, are just like whispering. You're like, what are they saying about me? Does this person know something I don't know? 
and then sometimes you get a glance at your opponent if you see him in the other tunnel and then you try not to look at him because i don't want to sit there and think about it i'm like i'm about to see him right now in a second anyway uh i don't curse so then like usually when i'm there i like like i said i just to get you at that point i'm like i just start swearing at, at myself let's let's effing go let's effing go and I'm, my coach like nah relax we're good we're good chill we've been we've been here all day this is what we've been working for this is fun this is the fun time now that we go play you're better than everywhere you're, you're gonna have fun in there you're gonna go in there we don't got to do nothing crazy if it comes it comes the, the finish comes the finish comes otherwise we're gonna finish in 15 minutes 15 minutes of dominance while Bilal usually spends his walkout trying to get himself in the right mindset for the fight, Jeff, on the other hand, is just trying not to embarrass himself. The walking out, is that, that's probably like the most uncomfortable part of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Just like walking out, cameras on you, everybody looking at you. I just wish I could fast forward that part and just be in the cage. You know what I mean? But uh, that part is a little awkward. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm thinking about. I'm just like, <laughs> I'll be thinking like, don't make a weird face keep a straight face <laughs> you know what I mean and then I get out there and then you got to take off your clothes and I'm like all right don't do nothing stupid right now and now that you're the main event there's more cameras and eyeballs than ever but I probably shouldn't remind him of that so you heard your song you made your walk out to the octagon without embarrassing yourself and now you're getting pretty excited then you hear this guy Bruce Buffer calling your name is when shit gets real, but does it even register in the moment? Chaos knows Bruce is there, but his opponent has all of his attention. But my main focus is the opponent. So when Bruce Buffer calling our name, yeah, I hear what he's saying, and I see Bruce Buffer here, but it's like I got tunnel vision, man. I'm looking through my opponent. That's I can't keep my eyes off him. You know, we about to go to war, man. It's me and you. You know, I feel like you, you came in here, you signed that contract, you feel like you can beat me. You know, I mean, if you sign that contract, you feel like you can beat me. So I'm about to show you something. I'm about to show you what happened when you sign that contract and you sleep on me, man. And that's what it is, you know. I'll be so locked in on my opponent. It's me and you. You, you coming in here to hurt me. Like chaos, Jeff has his opponent on his mind. When I'm in the cage, I really I really don't even notice who's announcing what they're saying. Like, I'm so dialed in and focused on my opponent. Like, that's when, like, like everything, like, switches, you know what I mean? Like... Now I'm about to fight, you know? So after that, nothing else goes through my head. The only thing on Bilal's mind, much like Ricky Bobby, is trying to figure out what to do with his hands. I'd be like, man, I got to think, what should I be doing right now? So then like, literally, that's why sometimes some fights I'll sit there, put my hands in the air, touch my chest. And I'm like, man, I got to find something that looks cool, that works. Like an Israel Adesanya thing, like something like that, where it's like people are going to get people to do that in the crowd. And I can't, I'm still trying to think of it. Well, I found mine naturally. I didn't have anything. So that that was always, I know a lot of guys love it and it prepares them and it's that that last auditory stimuli. But for me, I was always like, dude, I just want to fight, man. Please hurry this up. <laughs> I was like, man, put milk in it, Bruce. Come on, come on. <laughs> you get to do this 10 more times. Be quiet. You've already done this all night. Like, just, just, hey, we got force. We got this guy over here. We gotta, let's fight. You ready? You ready? Yeah, this guy's great. Let's fight. Man, honestly, that would be amazing if they did that. In the moment, fight week seems like an irritating list of obligations. But looking back when it's over, you will miss it. You will miss all eyes being on you. You will miss being the show. You will miss being the center of attention. 
and rightfully so. For Jeff and Chaos, all the hard work is done. The only thing left to do is fight. Saturday night could be life-changing for both of them. Chaos Williams makes only his third trip inside the UFC octagon and gets another spot on the main card. And while he's only spent 57 seconds total inside the octagon, he's willing to spend as much time as needed to get the job done on Saturday. If I don't get a knockout in the first round, I say TKO in the second. You know, you come in here, man, you make a mistake, you gotta pay. You make a mistake, you gotta pay as a fight, you know? I hit him on that chin, man. We gonna, you know what I'm saying, on that body or anything, man. Like, you know, I've been waiting to do this, man. I've been waiting to get off uh, ESPN. I've been waiting to get to the UFC, man. Now I'm here, man. It's like they just activated some superpowers or something, man. No one has more on the line than Jeff Neal, who just a few months ago was in a battle for his life. Now he can picture his arm being raised after beating Stephen Thompson in the last UFC fight of 2020. If I stick to my game plan, I, I will win the fight. If I don't get thrown off anyway and uh, I stick to what I know is going to work, then I'm going to win the fight. I'm ready for five rounds at the end of the day, but uh, I don't want to go five rounds, you know. So uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to get that fight done in the first, second, or third round. You know what I mean? Whether that be me on the mat or him on the mat, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get what needs to get done in the first three. Bilal was hoping a win Saturday would mean continuing his rise up the UFC welterweight rankings, but 2020 had other plans. For him, not being in the octagon on Saturday night is the hardest part. Obviously, it's not like wasted camp where you sat there and went through eight weeks of hard training and you feel better than uh, the best you ever felt and then you don't get that fight at the end of it. Like, I don't really care about the money. Like, to me, I love, I love the glory and the feeling of fighting. That's what I want. That's, that's what I love the most about it. And I just can't get that feeling. And that's, that's what hurts me the most, honestly. Spoken like a true fighter. Somebody that started doing this simply for the love of the sport. Get better soon, Bilal. We know we'll see you back in the octagon as soon as you're 100%. That will do it for Inside UFC Training Camp. Thanks so much to Jeff, Bilal, and Chaos for giving us access to their training camps and a special thanks to you for taking this journey with us. To see if all the hard work pays off for our guys, tune in to UFC Fight Night, Thompson vs. Neal, Saturday, December 19th on ESPN+. I'm Forrest Griffin. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, tell our bosses so we can do it again. If you didn't like it, remain quiet. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.